Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you today? I pray all is well. This message stirs your faith, falls on good ground, produces good fruit in your lives. How are you today? Like, have you checked in with the inner child inside of us all to see how that little girl boy is doing today? I think it's so important that we understand just how much God cares about that inner child. I think the world teaches us as we grow older that like you need to just ignore, um, ignore your hurts, ignore your pains, ignore your past, uh, grow up really fast, stop being a child. And, and then what happens is when you teach children to stop being, because when you say stop being a child, part of it is stop being energetic. Stop being so happy. Stop being so um, maybe even naive. Stop being so lighthearted. People want you to become so serious like they've been so serious, become so cynical. But what happens is when you do that, you squash out the imaginative, creative part of us that we all need because we come from a creator. I've heard a lot of adults say um, that they haven't, dreamed like they literally just go to sleep and nothing comes to mind they wake up in the morning and that's it like they did not have a dream whatsoever if you ask them to create something they don't even know how to tap into it and part of the problem with that is because you have allowed life to harden you so much that you have blocked out the creative part of us that comes from the holy spirit it is a gift that the creator gives us to make us in his image. We learn that in Genesis chapter one, we were created in the image and likeness of a creator. And so that means that if he was able to create and we were made in his image, then we have the ability to create ourselves. But so many people have allowed life to harden them. And so, you know, when you come on here and you guys, you know, hear me asking like, how are you doing? Or how's the inner child? It's because I care about that version of you. Not the version of you that that has become hardened by society. And the reason why I say that is not that I don't want the version of you today that's become hardened by society to heal, but we got to get to that inner child. And part of that is like an onion, peeling back the layers that, um, that you have built up over the years. To see what's what's at the root. Because at the root of all of us is a beautiful, innocent child. That, again, somehow got hurt. The ball got dropped along the way by somebody. They got disappointed along the way. They felt rejection. They felt a sting. Something happened to that inner child that then made them toughen up. But God says, in order for you to come to Jesus, you must be born again. You must be in comparison like children. The beautiful thing about children is they are teachable. 
they're willing to like a sponge absorb whatever you're willing to pour into them. And so this is why we see some children grow up to be, um, or even at the childlike stage, they're mean, they're nasty because that's what was poured into them. But then you see some children that are so full of joy and happiness and innocence. And you're like, man, I would love to get that back. I mean, how many of you out there said that? I would love to get that back. It's needed. And so it's interesting that I started this way because it wasn't part of my notes. Uh, my, my notes actually said something completely different. I'm not even going to read them to you. <laughs> but um, I think it's so important because as we just finished Thanksgiving and here in America, which is a time for family, um, it's become a time of tradition over the years for family. Of course, we know historically that's not what it's, where it started, but we're not going to get into the history of it. <laughs> we're going to just focus on today. And so um, it's interesting that this message, um, you know, God has given me for today after Thanksgiving, because, you know, when you're around family and you see the innocence of the children, but then you also look at the comparison of the adults, you know, and even the, the elders of the family. And you just like, what, what happened? What went wrong? Something happened to you along the way that you look at the child in innocence and then you look at the adult or the even the elder and, and they're hardened. I have seen some adults and some elders um, that will look at the child and scold the child for being so playful. Scold the child for being such full of energy or the children for being such full of energy and, and just happy and screaming and playful. Um, will scold the child for just jumping and running around and dancing around and just being full of life. But what happened to you? How about we stop scolding the children for being just what they naturally feel in their heart to do that their creator created them to do, which is just be playful and enjoy life and then tap into that child. Tap into that child. Find out where you lost your spunk to enjoy life. So, you know, it's it's interesting that I that God gave me this title because, again, I didn't know he was going to go this way as we started. But he always shows up the way he does. And I just thank God that I'm, I'm always in prayer before I even talk to you guys, because I want to know what God wants to do through the time I have with you. And so it, it draws into the message today title until the end. Keep going. If this is not your final day, and of course, none of us know when our final day is, but I mean, if you are not on your deathbed right now, about to take your last breath and you know it, you can sense it. And the reason why I say that is because I've seen people um, die before, you know, several, and there is a, there is a, a gunction and an, 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 an inkling that they know this is the end. And even when we like, oh no, you, you, you're talking stuff. They, but there's something. There's a there's a, a, an awakening that happens in the person about to die that they sense something spiritually, and it either could be um, spiritually good. They feel drawing closer to the Father like never before, and they're seeing angels, or it could be um, because they lived their life the wrong way, and so there's a a, a demonic spirit. That comes to start in them that, you know, you know, um, scares them, you know, it reminds me, oh my God, God's so amazing because I was watching 
um, this week. Uh, what is that movie called? Um, Puss in Boots. You know, it's from the, the Shrek um, franchise. And I was watching the recent Puss in Boots. I think it's called The Last Witch or something like that. And as I was watching that, um, I wasn't going to watch it at first. Because, again, I felt like this is just too kiddish for me but i'm glad i did sit down and watch it because actually it's not for kids <laughs> i'm sorry but i would not let any of my little cousins watch that and they're all under the age of six i would not let any of them watch that at all because it, it deals with a lot of sensitive matters serious matters that really is for mature audiences only i think though it's animated plus um they even have a dog in there that um talks portrays like he's cussing and so they'll be bleeping things out and you'll see the other characters faces just like ooh, and and, and ah and things like that and so i'm like yeah i don't want kids watching that but that's just again my plight you may be a parent out there that let your kids or your grandkids watch it and you know that to each his own for me i would not let them watch it but anywho off of that <laughs> so i was watching it and as i was watching it you see basically throughout the entire movie that um puss in boots becomes afraid now, anybody who ever seen any of the Shrek movies, you know this little teeny kitty cat in boots is like one of the most fearless warriors there is in the show. Like, he's always there in a fight. But in this particular movie, you see Puss kind of afraid. Like, he's he's scared. And um, he has a good reason to be scared because death is basically staring him in the face. It's right at his door. And it literally keeps haunting him down. And... You know, he he's basically, you know, wondering, like, why is death after me? Well, death is after him because, you know, death kind of says you lived your life in such an arrogant, prideful, um, cold hearted way that you don't get to you don't deserve to live anymore. And what we see is he becomes so focused on trying to run away and to get more you know life that he misses until the very end the whole point of life life is meant to be lived and enjoyed yes you're going to come across hardships yes you're going to come across pains yes you're going to come across um some warfare and some famine and some dark days and some happy days and some tough times and some good times it, it, it's a balance it's a balancing act in life because we learn in Ecclesiastes 3 that for everything um, under the sun, there is a season. And so we see the seasons change in our lives. Some good, some bad. Some, some you know, building up, some tearing down. We see the seasons, the cycles change in our lives. But until the end comes, keep going. Keep living. Keep enjoying your life. And don't squash somebody else's joy because you don't feel that same joy instead look internally look at the man you know michael jackson wrote a song before called the man in the mirror look at the man or the woman in the mirror and find out where you lost your joy where you lost this sense of child child like excuse me spunk that you you know look at others and and just shake your head at, at how they are could it be that the reason why God has them in your life, whether it be children or an adult that's kind of childlike in a sense, you know, maybe um, think of a, a think of a bubbly person like Rose or, you know, even me. I think about sometimes I've encountered some people who don't like me, you know, don't like the way I talk or the way I move or, or just how gentle I am 
or uh, the Bible talks about is meekness. And I've had some people even scold me because of the way I am, you know, even calling me a child or, or treating me childlike. And it's like, just because I am this way, soft or sensitive or meek does not make me a child, but it makes me child, a child of God. And therefore childlike in the Lord's eyes, but not in your eyes. I'm still very much an adult, but I have held on to a youthfulness essence that made me, instead of scolding me, you need to tap into to find out, wow, how can I get that back in me? Because again, there is that little girl or boy inside of us all, but life happened and you suppressed him or her. And usually that version of us comes out when we are in some essence inebriated. So it could be, you know, you um, are drunk or, you know, and some people can be mean drunks as well. So I won't say it's like all the time. It could be maybe when you are inebriated and, and such fun on vacation that you just kind of like escape the real world. As people say, that's why they go on vacation to escape the real world. But Again, could I submit for your consideration that instead of you going somewhere to then tap into that child, per, that childlike version of you that just wants to embrace the lightheartedness in life, bring that into your today. Because again, for the 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 um, movie Puss in Boots, he didn't realize that, in a sense, you know, it's funny. I'm not trying to make everything spiritual, but this is just how God speaks to me through many things. That seem, um, again, you know, natural um, or not that deep, but it gets deep to me. You know, watching this movie, I realized that in a sense, the creator of the story put in it a lighthearted dog that is very much in tune with his innocence, though he has a filthy mouth from time to time. <laughs> but he's very in tune with his innocence, you know, um, Think of, for those who never saw the movie, think of, most people saw Golden Girls, think of Rose in dog form. You know, the Rose character from Golden Girls in, in a dog-like form, um, you know, playing this this character on the, the, the uh, movie. And so, it's this very just lighthearted naiveness, just, ha, 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 just life is so lighthearted, just stop and smell the roses. And there's literally even a part where um everybody else's dream comes to life and it's like scary and hard and, and hard-hearted and even puss in boots like but then the dog takes um you know a look basically and it's and they're looking like wait a minute how are you getting roses and he says well because life is not meant to be so serious it's meant to stop and smell the roses and so literally they had they realized like okay this dog is on to something I got to stop and smell the roses. I got to stop and laugh sometimes. I got to stop and just be lighthearted. Just enjoy life. Yes, I understand that there may be some of you out there understanding my voice that are going through some hard times. You know, and so the economy may be hitting you pretty hard. And this is not me saying it as I sit on some sort of high horse golden throne looking down on you like, oh, okay, y'all don't understand what you're going through. No. I'm saying I've been through hardships. I've been through pain. I've been through bankruptcies. I've been through wilderness. I've been through sickness. I've been on my deathbed before. I've been through all of these things and then some. 
And yet the Lord showed me that no matter what is going on, unless it's the end, keep going, find something to smile about, find something to laugh about, stop and smell the roses. Look at life. It's happening all around you. One thing I noticed when I was going through a depressive state back in my job wilderness season, I realized that it's a mindset, of course, um, and a, and a heart posture. But while I felt dark inside and I felt like darkness was all around me, when I looked out my window, I saw bright sunny skies. I saw birds chirping and flying around. There was life happening all around me. But it was something keeping me stuck in bondage. And until I was ready, ready to address what was keeping me stuck in that darkness, I could not experience the life that was happening around me. Now, I remember saying to, um, you know, now that I'm out of that wilderness season and I've addressed it and healed from those um, those areas. I remember saying to um, someone recently. Um, I was like, Wait, I'm, I'm constantly hearing birds and crickets chirping at night and birds, um, you know, chirping in the morning. And and I'm like, when when did the birds come? <laughs> you know, I live in the inner city. And and so, you don't, you know, I'm like, when, and it's not pigeons. These are like other birds. So I'm like, when did these birds come around here? When, when did we start getting crickets? And what the person said was like, they've been there. Wow. Y'all jaw drop moment. Wow. They've been there the entire time I've lived in this particular area. I just did not see it because I got so focused on and so hardened by life focusing on what has to be done or, or how bad life had got me down that I didn't realize that there were birds chirping around me every day singing a beautiful song that there were crickets um I'll just say chirp I don't know what, they were, what it's called but the, the sound that they make every single night that kind of helps you fall asleep I didn't even realize there was life all around me. Even lately as I've been driving driving um, in the morning, about four o'clock in the morning to go to the gym that's not too far from my house. There's deer. <laughs> like, where did the deer come from? I had no idea that there were deer around. And I've been seeing, I mean, a collection of deers. I've seen in the last few weeks, well over like 15 different deer. And I'm like, Wow. Where did all these deer come from? Again, where did all of this life come from? But when you are stuck in whatever it is in your mindset, it may not be that you're stuck in a rut, but maybe you have become a cynical adult that has stopped believing that joy can be around you, that life can be enjoyed, that there is still something to embrace that inner child with uh, the, the awe of creativity, the, the awe of nature and life just buzzing around you. May I submit for your consideration that this is your time. God has given you this word to be thankful. Speaking of the cusp of Thanksgiving or, you know, um, or ending the, you know, Thanksgiving week, be thankful for this life that you have. Because there are many that did not wake up today and they wish they could have a do-over. They wish they can enjoy a breath once more. 
They wish that they can enjoy the leftovers that you complain about that's in your fridge once more. They wish that they can hear the birds chirping once more. I know many of us, you know, um, and I say us because I've, I've, you know, been there once before and not anymore. But, you know, you get pissed off because you see birds that poop on your window or whatever. But when when it's the end, none of that matters. And there are many people who are dead and gone that if we can go into the afterlife and ask them, they would say, I wish I could do it again. I wish I can just just get another do over. And that's what you see kind of in that movie with um not shrek uh with puss and boots is realizing thankfully before it was too late that there is something to be enjoyed in life and it's not necessarily people praising you or how many likes you get on social media or how many followers you get that there is life buzzing all around you if you stop to put down your phone and smell the roses if you stop to put down the hard wall that you've built up around your heart and just look over, peer over the horizon to see, wow, there is more life to live. Yes, I know you may have some hurts or some pains or some things may have happened in your life that made you who you are today. But again, God, through this ministry of agents of revival that you are drawn to, is saying, but there is that inner child that I want to get to. This is, again, why Jesus says to Nicodemus, and I believe it's John, um, John chapter three, I think, or John chapter four, where he says, but I need you to be willing to draw in closer to me, to be born again, like a child. It doesn't mean that you crawl back into your mother's womb. It means that you are willing to lay down the way life has taught you, lay down the hardships of life, lay down the pain and the trauma and the, the, the um, being cynical, lay all that down and then choose to take up a different way because he says in Matthew 11 um, that it's gentle. He's gentle at heart. The burden he give is light. Life has made you feel so hard and so heavy. But Jesus says, I came to give you life everlasting. And in that life, if you let me teach you, it's light. It's lightweight work. It's a light way of living. There's an, when you think of light, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind, aside from illumination, is a feather. A feather is so gentle. But in a feather, if you try to break it apart, it, it cannot be so easily broken apart. But yet it flows so gently, you know, off of something, a bird or out of your pillow, whatever, down to the ground. It's so soft when you touch it, but it's durable. There is a durable bone, if in a sense, in the middle of that feather that cannot be easily broken. And that's how we're meant to be. We're meant to be soft like a feather, able to flow wherever God takes us throughout life, flow with the ebbs and tides of life, and yet not be so easily broken. And so if you're in a broken place, then you need to go to the father who can mend those brokenness, who can mend those wounds. Because only he can take a broken thing and give you the strength you need to carry on. Heal you, mend you, and then make your life lighter as you journey on. It doesn't mean that he takes the pain away um, of, of 
of more tasks that's going to come because there's going to be more that's going to come on your journey as you keep going. That may be painful. That may be irritating. That may feel um, like a, a heavy burden. But then that's the beauty. And when you have the exchange with God, he reminds you, but I've, but you and I have been here before. I have carried you like footprints in the sand along this journey before. It may not be the exact same problem, but you know, you've had problems before and God got you through. And so unless it's the end or, you know, keep going, know that he's got you and you will see victory on the other side. But there has to be an exchange where you're willing to take and lay down your might, your power, your strength and pick up God's glory. God's power, God's strength, God's grace to get you through. And so I do have scripture for you. Matthew 26, I think is, is, uh, you know, one of the, uh, the most crucial scriptures that I can give you in this message. Um, because this is a moment where we see Jesus coming into more realization of what he's about to suffer. And yes, though he was um very much God, he still allowed himself to be wrapped in human flesh and experience things as humans do. And so this is why when you think about what he sacrificed on the cross as a human being, but still very much a deity, you know, very much God, we could not have endured that. And that makes it even more of a blessing to be cherished, something to be thankful for. Of what God did, what Jesus did for us, because we could have never endured. I don't care if you're the toughest person listening to this message. You could not have endured what Jesus endured. But even still, there was a moment where he gets weary and well doing, where he feels a little weighed down, where life doesn't feel so light anymore. And he goes to the father, as I'm telling you to go to the father, to get replenished, to get that strength back so that you can continue journeying on. Because again, unless it's the end, keep going. You've got to keep going. It doesn't matter or it doesn't matter what you face. And it doesn't mean that you won't face anything else going forward. Because as I finish reading this um, text, you'll see, or rather you keep reading on your own rather, You'll see that Jesus eventually, this is only just kind of like part of the steps before he even gets into the full crucifixion and what he has to endure on the cross and even what he endures before he gets to the cross. Because it's not just the cross and that's it. No, he endures some beating and some bruising and some taunting and being spit on and, and, and just subjected to just humiliation. He endures a lot before he even gets to the cross. And being nailed to the cross. He endures being whipped. With. Uh, and not just whipped with. Um, you know. Um, like leather. But they put. Um, like nails at the end of it. So that as Jesus being whipped. When they rip it back. To whip him again. It rips away some of his flesh. So again you could not. Endure what our savior endured. And yet, God gave him the strength he needed to keep going. He gave him the grace he needed to run the race with endurance. 
It didn't mean that the burden wasn't heavy at times. But keeping your eyes on the Lord will make it lighter. And so Matthew 26 verse 36 says, Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, Sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and became anguished and distressed. He told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little further and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body or the flesh is weak. Then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, My father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping for they couldn't keep their eyes open. So he went to pray a third time saying the same things again. Then he came to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But look, the time has come. The son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. Even though Jesus knew it was coming, even though he knew about to suffer a horrible death, even though um, life was wearing him down in that moment, he realized that until it's the end, I got to keep going. Until it is time for me to take my last breath and say, as he said on the cross, it is finished. Then I got to keep going. I may not feel like it. As he said, Lord, take this cup of suffering away from me. I don't want to do this, God. Father, I don't want to do this at all. Life has just been weary and well doing. I'm way down. I don't want to do it anymore. But he understood the Why? And that's what's so important for us as human beings as we journey on in life and even going back to the Puss in Boots movie. He found a why. Why do I live? Why do I breathe? What is the purpose for my life now? Why should I stop and smell the roses? He realized that while he was running and trying to you know, receive his own glory or running away from death, um, trying to outwit and outsmart death, hoping to never die. He realized that there was life happening all around him. There was somebody who wanted to share in his life with him, who wanted to basically marry him. But he was so busy focusing on him that he was missing what was going on around him. That there was a friend who wanted to join him on the journey and was willing to have his back and go the extra mile. But he was so focused on life being so bad for him on his tri troubles and trials and tribulations that he was not realizing the beauty that basically the creator had given him of a significant other who wants to be a spouse a helpmeet, and a friend who wants to carry and share in the burden it's not until the end where he is faced with, do I take my last breath or do I fight for the revelation that I just got, which is that, wow, life is happening all around me. 
There are families around me. I want that family. There is joy in friendships. I want that friendship. That there's joy in just the journey. Because even as he was journeying on, there were moments when he stopped running and stopped being afraid where he laughed. Where he cried. Where he remembered and sang some songs and and just had some fun. I'm giving you these stories because I, I give practical examples for spiritual principles. I want you to realize as we come to the close of this message that life is happening all around you. Be thankful for the life that you have. Tap into that little girl or boy inside of you. Don't shun it away any longer. Because in order to come to Jesus, you must be willing to be born again. You must be willing to put off the old woman and man that you have been this far and embrace the new child that God's trying to birth in you. There's a new you that you have yet to meet. That God's saying, let me tap into that person. Let me show you how to keep going until the end. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord God be gracious to you. Show you his favor and give you shalom. Give his peace. Take care. Love you guys. Bye now.